You're about to Do eat. I need to get the pe Pepto? You're like in that position. No. Like you're Pizza about to and get a Choco you, Taco, dude. I have maximum strength Earl, Pepto. So. I don't need it. I don't need it. I even I have the chewables. I can handle it. It's Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock up. number 82. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. I have a Choco Taco. It is Jeff. Commander K. And the Daverator. Yeah, we're going to talk week in Geek, but before we begin, gentlemen... What'd you do, geeky? I ate a chocolate. That's that is kind of geeky, <laughs> actually. That's a it's a geek staple, the choco taco. taco. After how much of a pizza? Half pizza. Half a pizza. It was a small pizza. Half a you small, large pizza. pizza. It was an individual. You even pizza. had part of my pizza. <laughs> okay, maybe I had a little more than half a pizza, <laughs> but that was just a taster. Yeah. That's and, it. Just a pizza. And you had the garlic knots before. We don't talk too. about the. Oh, garlic. Then, oh yeah, there were garlic knots. It was so good. You're a garlic. And then knot. you had bread before that. Boy, that's carbolicious. Wow. <laughs> You're impressive. Deb's going to be listening to this going, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> now, every week at work, we do a weigh-in now. We're doing this weight what? contest oh, thing, you right? You failed now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. i got to stop that, though. I, this, this is a temple. This is <laughs> Which god do you worshiping? Bacchus. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get to the second later. Ah, those are the best jokes. Um, I have to get in shape. Summer's coming. Okay. I need to look good in a bikini. Yes, you do. But f this is a work thing. Nobody wants to see yeah, that. Barry, we're weighing in now. What do you know. win? Cred. Si Self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have that now or anything, right? I yeah. Right. Receptionist. <laughs> no, I'm just. I just need to stay in shape. There's no excuse for it. My metabolism is not what it once was. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> what else do you do, guys? Geeky wise. Geekers. All I did was play Mass Effect this week, and a lot of it. The original. He has been playing a lot of Mass Effect. You know, I never got around to two. I bought it and just sat on the shelf, and now three's coming out this year. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> You've got some I have, up to I do. have to do one and two before I can even consider three. So I'm now on a Mass Effect binge. Nice. Yes. For, the, for my part three purge. Quality. It is super quality. I really... They went above and beyond creating that world. I mean... They, I don't know how many writers they employ to, to flesh that all out, but that is fleshed out sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly liberal borrowings from Star Wars and Star Trek, I give you. However, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. Almost verbatim in a couple of spots that I watched. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Everything borrows from everything else. No, everything steals from everything else. Get the line right. Borrows. See, I stole that line. Yeah, but it's also the line that I said was from Swingers. Oh, oh whatever. <laughs> Dumb ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave Raider K, anything? Uh, I watched a bunch of older sci-fi movies. Uh, Death Race 2000. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Soylent Green. Yes. Whoa, the it's classics. It's people. Yeah. It's people. <laughs> My cold, dead hands. <laughs> and to top it off, yeah, Toy Story 2. <laughs> wow. Roger classic. Corman directed that, didn't he? Dude, yeah, it's a classic. It was such yeah. a such a quick rip, you know. It was just they did Toy Story. We'll do Toy Story too. Ah. Millions. I have I mentioned before that uh, I've been reading on and off the James Bond novels. Oh, the, like the original Ian Fleming's or the yeah. John Gardner's? No, 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 no. The Fleming. 
So it's it's actually very interesting because uh, that's real pulpy, actually uh, adventure novels. And is it descriptive verbose as I've been told? Not terribly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't they really go that quick way. Novels? No. He, they're they're very quick. They're yeah. they're short novels. And uh, I mean, he does go. He does do little bits of info dumping, but that's because he's talking about technical spy stuff. Okay. And he's actually topical. I mean, the 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 the. First half of the series was written in the 50s, so he's talking all about uh, the Russian stuff, countering the communists in Western Europe and stuff like that. And it's actually very interesting because, uh, I mean, everyone knows that the movies depart from you know the the books. Right. But, o- only Russia with Love is like similar, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, and I haven't even gotten that far yet. I'm right now. I'm into Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. So and uh, but it <clears throat> it's interesting because. He doesn't always get the girl. Huh. Um, he gets beat to living shit almost. Gets the living daylights beat out of him? Oh, <laughs> at the end of almost every novel, he's in the hospital, or he's bandaged head to toe, or he's... Oh, why can't they just, really be like that? That would be great. And, um, Casino Royale yeah. was like that. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and Casino Royale follows the novel closest, but even then, there's a bit of a departure. Yeah. But it's still, it's very interesting because Fleming also continues the character. They make little references. Now, like, now, now, wait, the old Casino Royale movie or the new one? The, the new one. Okay. The new one. Yeah. No, not the, Woody, <laughs> not the Woody Allen one. Good God. <laughs> I haven't read the books. I don't need Peter uh, Sellers yeah. is good in that, though. But he's Peter Sellers. They're really good. They're actually, they're actually pretty good adventure stories. And it also, it talks a little bit about East-West uh, spying stuff. I mean, it's not like it's super real, but it actually gives you a little bit of insight. Because there is no specter. It's, it's, okay. it's about fighting the Russians and uh, Shmersh, which is the Russian counterintelligence yeah. organization. So, Shmersh. Shmersh. Yeah. Shmersh. And it's like, it's some weird Russian acronym that stands for literally destroy all spies, something like that. Huh. So, I have a James Bond question for you. All right. What in the hell does Quantum of Solace mean? Um, you know what? That is actually a title of a short story. Fleming wrote several short stories. There are two books. Uh, one of them is like For Your Eyes Only, and I forget what the other one is. There's short story collections. Quantum of Solace is actually a short story title. I haven't gotten there yet. No, so we don't know what it means then? Well, not one quantum Efficient. of solace. A quantum is an infinitely small measurement of uh, matter. Right. right. So Thank you, Jeff. Jeez. <laughs> you guys. Yep. That's you guys. Yep. So you know? he's, he's, it's like a, a modicum of solace. There you little go. little tiny, tiny, tiny. Infinitesimal atomica. So, spoiler alert, him going out and killing the people that killed the girl he was in love with was just a quantum of solace. Right. Yeah. I suppose I haven't read I, the story. I haven't watched it's the movie. Deep, I don't know. It's Thankful actually deep that I in the. To that. Uh, okay. It's actually deep in the, uh, in the line of books. It's but, gr- it's great sitting between two encyclopedias. It's just <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. In stereo. Yeah. There you go. Or surround. I know. Yeah, it's nice to have it. Jeff to back me up. So. Anyway. So we got Britannica so and Funkin' Wagner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I get to be Funkin' Wagner. Yeah, the ones that you buy in the academy. Hey, I want to be Funkin' Britannica. But. Um, <laughs> so, so would you go go on after this? You're gonna go on to the John Gardners then, or no? No, no I'm, John, I'm a purist. We talked about this with Conan and Robert. Right, e. right. I'm just. I'll read the Ian Fleming's because that's. 
Because almost always when they do a continuation, they continue all the wrong things. Yeah, essentially, you know? Good John and Gardeners are the movie, more movie. Yeah, probably. It is. Yeah. I have God, those. I actually have some. Read, You've some read of those, some yeah. of those, yeah. not the Flemings. But nah, those. fuck Fleming. What does oh, he know? Yeah, really. <laughs> he just really was a spy. Shit on that. He actually, um, if I read right, I think uh, he and Christopher Lee actually worked together. A couple times during World War Two. Oh yeah, because you know that about Lee, right? No. Christopher Lee was an operative in World War Two, and really? actually, some of the stuff he did is still secret to this day. Awesome. Mm. And now he's fucking Count Dooku. That's crazy. <laughs> you really had to go that way. You couldn't go Lord of the Rings with this. Yeah, you couldn't really. go uh, Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, you had to. No, I, I went there. You had to yeah. Dooku it. I'm there. I live here. You now. Star Wars head. <laughs> Sorry. He he lives there now. He's all settled in. He you know he he's buried care. up Lucas's ass yeah. right now. Boo. <laughs> Pull your head out a couple and and Boo. look around at the rest of the world every now and then, Barry. Boo. <laughs> Lucas sucks. That's where you've got there the go. book to prove it. I know it's why I have I I wake up every morning angry at George Lucas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I read a little bit of that book every night, and every morning I wake up and I say, "What's your breakfast? Screw you, George." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Those at home, you can now take a drink because Barry has asparagus. He pulls out that That's right. ancient box of three POs from his pantry, pours a bowl, and goes, "Fuck you, George Lucas!" Crunch, crunch, crunch. Um, nom, if you're nom, playing nom. along at home, kids, now drink. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect segue into news you don't give a shit about. Okay, so there. What don't I give a shit about this week? Spider-Man, turn off the oh. dark. <laughs> there we go. That was quick. If it, if it bleeds, it leaves. All right. Okay, no bleeding oh, this time, God. actually. Thank God. But this it is bones. getting delayed again. Oh, no. Oh, what happened then? The Trouble Musical was supposed to have its opening February 7th, but producers have decided to postpone it until March 15th in order to revise the show and its ending. <laughs> oh, he doesn't die. Tell me this end. is a story issue. Well, b- one of the reasons that, uh, one of the things that have been cited in a lot of the pre reviews that uh, people have been doing for various publications like is that Beck? the. <laughs> has, did he review it? That, I thought I read that. I, did I he? thought I read I that no somewhere. Idea. Like Glenn Beck was raving about it or some fucking thing. Oh, there Actually, there that, we go. All right, all right, all right. Disclaimer that was a headline. I didn't click on the link because okay. I really don't care about Glenn Beck. Yeah. But that's what it looked like. <laughs> All right. Well, you Sorry. <laughs> no, wait. Well, you misread. He said Glenn Beck is a raving lunatic. <laughs> well, there is that. Tadis interrupt us. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So, uh, but uh, yeah, the the lowest part of the show is like the second half. Is like it just fizzles apparently in the the last part of the show. So mm-hmm. I guess they're reworking the last part. Oh. So on the upside, we have the promise there won't be any more delays. They said no more. Oh, thank God. All right. Don't Downside: those who had tickets. For one of the two upcoming performances scheduled for January 25th, we'll have to get refunds and their tickets or their, get their tickets exchanged. Despite not having officially opened to the public yet, though, Broadway's most expensive show to date is actually doing really well in ticket sales, even passing Wicked as Broadway's top-grossing show last week with $1.88 million in ticket sales. Wow. You know what it is? It's Schadenfreude. Yeah. People want to go see somebody die in this musical. I don't think it's that far. I, 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 I do. do. Dude. I, I, th- I think it's far enough that they want to see a, a large crash and burn, but I don't think they want to see blood. Well, I, I'm not necessarily saying actually not you, somebody Barry. physically die, <laughs> but 
I think they want to watch Spider-Man <laughs> fling across the audience and smack into a wall. Yeah. That's, a, that's how they're changing the ending. They're making it so that it's intentional that an actor falls into the audience. <laughs> and watch it not work. He'll like be tumbling and yoing and just kind of hang there, <laughs> kind of bungeeing over the audience. Whoa! Whoa! Oh dear! You give it, you give it a month, and this show's going to turn into what Rocky Horror turned into. Like an audience participation cult thing. class on Where Broadway? people bring toilet paper oh and a big splash water and a giant can of rage oh, no. on Broadway. Yes. Oh, How awesome Lord. would that be? That was... would actually be funny. I would go see it just for that. There you, there you go. go. While I was doing the research, I was reading on an aborted attempt in the 80s to bring Captain America to Broadway stage. Mm-hmm. Really? And, yeah, the big uh, villain was like a uh, self-crisis. What? Yeah, I know. It's it, it was it's gladly aborted. It would have been horrible. <laughs> At least this one has a villain, real villain. Midlife crisis. Yeah. Captain America's <laughs> midlife crisis <laughs> starts dating a, a college age spy girl and riding well, around on a motorcycle. Wait a minute, he already did that. <laughs> I haven't read Captain a Captain America, America comic in a while, but before they killed him off, how old was he? Does anybody know? Twenty two. No, uh, like I'm talking like I in actual know. years, not oh, physically. I don't know. I don't know. I think he. I think he was actual a, years? a kid or just before years. World War II when they're supposed to. Well, because I know like the, the the Super Soldier Project like slowed his aging down quite a bit. Yeah. You know, in, in addition to but all they don't the talk other. about that because they don't want yeah. anybody to be over 29. God forbid a superhero should be you know right. like. But because you know he, adult. I mean, I, the, the one, the last one that I read, he was referencing stuff from World War II, and well, of you know they were f- well, he had mini that flashbacks, whole sus- yeah, suspended animation thing. Yeah, so they just they're nebulous about when he was brought out of the okay the, the ice, hurled out by a submariner in a fit of rage. And ice spas are glad great for your complexion. It's, That's right. It does wonders <laughs> for wrinkles. News you don't give a shit about a Panamanian company called Scottish Spirits Heard about this. has Panamanian dubiously made company. history by becoming the first company to sell straight whiskey in a can. That's going to be so good. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> I can see Barry at work now. <clears throat> now, Jack Daniels does sell a blended whiskey, but it already has Coke in it, so it's actually yeah. already a mixed drink. Right. So the reason for 12 ounces of whiskey, or eight shots in a can, according to the people behind Whiskey in a Can, is not for enabling vagrants or fueling debauched frat parties, but saving the environment. The can is the perfect size to be shared between three people who can mix it with other things like cola. It's lightweight and portable and entirely recyclable, which is good news. It will be one of the hot picks for any outdoor activities. Man, when I'm drinking whiskey, there's two things I do not think about. One is sharing. <laughs> the other one is saving the damn environment. Seriously. And three, mixing it with anything. Too. <laughs> now, the Scotch Whiskey Association is not too happy about this, primarily because it thinks the people might confuse the drink with authentic scotch on account of the company's name, Scottish Spirits. Uh, it can't be scotch unless it's made in Scotland. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Scottish Spirits is just the name of the company, but they're making whiskey in a can. I really want to see you drinking this. I, I, I will try I it. I will probably hate it. I, I will give it a fair shake. 
I want I want the, actually a regular thing for you. I want when everyone else is pulling out a six and popping the top, I want you to be pulling oh. out a can of whiskey. <laughs> I'm good with one. <laughs> Sitting on the no, porch. Want, how about you drink one during the entire It'll cast. be it'll be it'll, it'll be a future what's going in my mouth and Barry will have to like Drink it during the whole show. show. I'll be slurring my words and just drooling on this, the couch. This game is, is no, I'm telling you. No, come here, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I love you, man. Here. Come here, come here. No, seriously. seriously. <laughs> this game, this, this game right here. This this is awesome. No, don't get to get a come back from behind the camera and come over here. <laughs> No, uh, no, that no, that's a no. News you don't give a shit about. Piracy old school edition. 33-year-old Stephen Archer was arrested this Thursday in Tennessee for breaking into a vacant building and using it as a base to tunnel into his local GameStop next door. <laughs> what now? <laughs> really? What? Yeah, wow. guy tunneled into GameStop to steal games. Ocean's one. <laughs> Although wow. Archer was not ultimately successful he, in that he was arrested, he initially got away with about $300 in cash and more than $5,300 in games and electronics. Okay. So, well, how did he get caught? I didn't say how was he the got giant caught. Mold yeah, machine, I, yeah, I, yeah, I would say it's probably they lifted the mat or if someone fell through, perhaps. I don't know. Very Scooby Doo yeah. moment. Or, or maybe probably the security like cameras security cameras him stealing it. <laughs> He couldn't maybe just take the security cameras with him. Maybe yeah. he timed he probably it so wasn't badly, aware. so he timed it when the store opened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, don't mind me. Oh, oh, this is I'm, awkward, man. Wow, this took longer than I thought. God, that the is out of, of a drilling. nice of the dinner table comic. <laughs> tunneling into your game store to steal. There are so many better places you could be tunneling into, like a jeweler's. <laughs> really? Dumbass. Yeah, jewelers, jewelers probably have better security. And vaults. <laughs> or anything but the GameStop. <laughs> Christ. And finally, news you don't give a shit about, Merv Griffin Enterprises. I think I've heard of this. Has teamed with leading game maker Namco Bandai Games America, which owns the Pac-Man brand, to develop an unscripted reality series based on the hugely popular video game. I still don't get how this uh, is going to work. Just, I know, just kind of wrap your mind around that for a second. Yeah, that's right. Think, Barry. Think. Think, Barry. Think, you gabagoo. Big yellow people eating rice balls. No. This marks the first major foray into TV for Pac-Man, whose only previous presence was the short-lived animated series in the early 80s. The project also coincides with the 30th anniversary of the game. The Pac-Man reality series is envisioned as, quote, a big, crazy, wipeout-type event with a lot of energy. Unquote, said Merv Griffin's president of TV, Roy Bank. Quote, the idea we have is to take what Pac-Man is and bring it to life. To bring what is essentially the world's (laughs) biggest game of tag to television. It's not tag. It's binge eating. (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's fucking tag. Tag, you're fat. What the (laughs) hell? What? So yeah, Pac-Man. You know we'll There's watch a few those. of those on YouTube. Yeah, the big live-action Pac-Man. Oh, oh no, the the Didn't Pac-Man, they do that on, like, uh, it was like a horror movie. Horror movie, yeah, yeah, in the view of the ghosts. 
Uh huh. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, one of the Broken Lizard movies. Did yeah, this, Club right? Dread had that. That's what I was just gonna I never say. Saw that. Well, Broken Lizards Club Dread. They do a a, a live Pac Man, which like they actually have like the people that are counselors of the camp and dress up as ghosts and and follow people through this actual maze. And it's you have to see the movie. It's it's hard to really get oh, deep into, but okay. Watch the movie. It's funny. You know we're going to watch this thing if it comes out. Oh, yeah. Of course we are. We can't miss it, and we're going to laugh at it and never watch it again. Uh-huh. And then we're going to cry for our lost childhood and what they've done to it. <laughs> they can't take then that away. Then you'll pop open that uh, can of whiskey. Can't take it away. <laughs> can of whiskey and eat my ghost monster <clears throat> mints, which you stole from me over there. I see. What? I think that's an empty tin. Oh, damn it. You ate all my mints. <laughs> ghost monster. No, you ate all your mints. You they're, left the tin here. They're good they weren't, weren't even mints. They were just candy. Sour, yeah. Really? But I they were pretty damn good. No zombie brains, huh? Zombie mints? <laughs> Screw you in those things. <laughs> that, that episode's not up yet, but boy, oh, boy. Boy, you're going to love the, the zombie brain mints. Oh, that's good. That's a great episode. What do you got? Uh, and that's it for the shit news. That's, uh, yeah, the darkness uh, is over. Mm-mm. We are going to turn back we, on we the lights. Off. Darkness balls. <laughs> That's for Paul. Balls. That's for, that was for Paul. <laughs> and he's oh, the only wow. one that even got that reference. Yeah. Everyone just kind of whiplashed and crashed yeah. in their car. <laughs> what? Now. But that, hey, I occasionally do things just for certain people. Oh, the right wow. people well, will get it. That, that, what? Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Don't oh, take that one. Man. I throw it out there and you guys. Too easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was also long. <laughs> Professor Akira Iri- uh, here's You gotta say it right. Here it is. Iritani. Oh. Iritani. Iritani. Now you like that. Okay. Says the technological hurdles in the way of cloning a healthy mammoth have mostly been overcome. Yes. I've heard this. Quoting the success rate in the cloning of cattle was poor until recently, but now stands at about thirty percent. I think we have a reasonable chance of success, and a healthy mammoth could be born in four or five years, unquote. The problem with cloning mammals has always been that any tissue that can be recovered from them has been frozen for at least 5,000 years, damaging the DNA. But scientists have recently developed techniques that allow them to successfully identify healthy cell nuclei in frozen tissue and subsequently clone a mouse. Iritani plans to travel to Siberia this year to seek out mammoth remains either by searching for it himself or if that fails, asking Russian scientists if they've got any on hand. But after that, it's simply a matter of finding a healthy nucleus, inserting it into the cells of a female African element, <coughs> element, <laughs> elephant, that will work too. The fifth element. And waiting out the almost two-year gestation cycle. But They're pregnant for two years? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that makes you appreciate a relationship. We could conceivably have a woolly mammoth in existence in five years. Now, would it be a half woolly mammoth, half elephant? No, no. they're cloning, so it's... they'll they'll replace the nuclei. Yeah. Oh right. Mom will just be a. When surrogate. will we be yeah. able to hunt them with spears? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go into the jungle with you guys and hand you all a spear. You mean like and... a like a Jurassic Park style freaking hunting grounds yeah. where it's open to exclusive yeah. members and <laughs> yes. here's your spear, here's your loincloth, go out and kill yourself a mammoth. You going to make fire and kill a mammoth. <laughs> you go ahead, I'm just going to film it. Dude, that'd be, oh, okay, I, we need someone to film this. <laughs> I don't think they'd be able to hear any of Barry's audio over us laughing our asses off. 
Bastards. You gotta be they might, they might get the screams. Well, not to He's mention... He's in a diaper! Oh. <laughs> yeah, if it's a loincloth, his mic will be... His spear bounced right off of it! Way <laughs> far away. I'll get a necklace or something. <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll oh, we paint. would have to bring Paul. We would have to bring Paul. Just, <laughs> just, just for color commentary just, alone. Yeah. <laughs> look at Barry. Look at Barry. He's going to die. Well, get Barry. Get Paul in the uh, I diaper the, with the spear. I want to be the first person to oh, tweet. Barry a, and Paul uh, have to tag team a, hunt the elephant. There you go. Ele- elephant. The of course mammoth. we do. But I want to be the first person in the universe to tweet to Facebook my status that says "hunting woolly mammoth." <laughs> you can mean it. it. Okay, and mean it. I say you can do that now. It's yeah. nothing to stop you. <laughs> now I just need to do a saber tooth tiger, and then they get a sloth, and voila, real life ice age. No, I don't want to fight a saber-toothed tiger. That's crazy. I, I think there's a few sloths in this back. room, actually. <laughs> yeah. A mammoth, I might be able to be yes, slow or something. I might be able to dodge. Me and my Mass Effect, I'll just sloth out. <laughs> the Computer History Museum in Mountain View, California, opened this week. It's a $19 million, 25,000-square-foot building. And a signature exib- exhibition is titled Revolution. The first 2,000 years of computing. That would be kind of neat. That would be very cool. More than six years in development, the new exhibit represents the world's most comprehensive physical and online exploration of computing history, spanning everything from the abacus and slide rules to robots, pong, and the internet. The exhibition is designed to be accessible to visitors in multiple ways, including documents, video presentations, and more than 5,000 images, 1,100 artifacts in 19 galleries. It also features hands-on interactive stations and will demonstrate the principles of computing, such as being able to pick up a 24-pound something or other Osborne computer or playing a game of Pong, Pac-Man, or the original Space War. Will it be as cool as the history of video gaming room at the uh, video game? That's hard to be cooler than, but but, uh, man, they could put the whole wing of that. Oh, man. I'd be interested to see if they had any um, like of those the old clockwork computers that uh, before the electrical age. Well, you know, if they're covering two thousand years, yeah, it wouldn't surprise I, me. One would certainly hope, but I mean, like if they like have an actual recreation or something that the functional one that would oh, be, that'd awesome. be great because I've only ever seen them in pictures. It's the uh, Computer History Museum in Mountain View, California. If you're anywhere nearby that area, nineteen million dollar project. Yeah, where's Mountain View? I don't know. Somewhere okay. in California. With a view of a mountain, <laughs> I hope so. Right, It'd be kind of funny. kind of ironic if it didn't, though. To the internet. Well, Las Vegas is very ironic. Why? Because it's the meadows. Yes. Yeah. Where are the meadows? Yeah, we're on it. We ate them. Uh, we're standing uh, on the. We, the we old, paved the meadow. It's where the old warm springs used to be, where the trains used to fill the, uh, There's the a steam warm engines. Spring around here. Their steam, their water supply. Now it's yeah. a cold spring because of you and your ice cold heart. Uh, your choco. Your choco, your choco, choco, taco heart. It was a good choco taco. I needed it. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. The highly anticipated uh, news so <laughs> that Ridley Scott would be returning to his uh, seminal science fiction setting, the Alien series, has taken a turn. Oh. And uh, Ridley Scott and H.R. Geiger uh, was creating a prequel to Alien about the briefly and mysteriously featured space jockeys. That movie has disappeared, only to be replaced by a completely original science fiction project called Prometheus. Aliens out, Prometheus in. 
Scott had this to say about the project that the Alien prequel had become. Quoting Deadline, While Alien was indeed the jumping-off point for this project, out of the creative process evolved a new grand mythology and universe in which this original story takes place. The keen fan will recognize strands of the Alien's DNA, so to speak, but the ideas tackled in the film are large, unique, and provocative. I couldn't be more pleased to have found the singular tale I'd been searching for and finally returned to this genre that's so close to my heart, unquote. Originally, when I first read that, I was very sad about the idea because I really wanted really Scott to go take Alien back from the, the people that have heard it this long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, I like the mm-hmm. idea of a new original property sure. much better no, at this I point. Do. Yeah. It's fine. Alien's kind of broken now. Yeah. I, I, I'll bet you anything they couldn't fit humans into the prequel idea because they said they were going to use the giant jockey people. Right. And you can't, you can't do a movie that's aliens versus aliens because... Who are you going to... Who you gonna be? The, the who's audience, gonna be you? The who's audience, gonna be right? The audience. Will, I mean, we'll see it. The but, popcorn you know. going <clears> audience <throat> won't identify. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet they just could not make the the human. How do we get humans in this? And how, and then how like, about if you just throw Sam Worthington into it? There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Sam, just. That's I'm right. Sam Worthington. Oh shit! Space jockey. And Bill Paxton <laughs> and. Yeah. Jeanette Goldstein. Ah, movie done. Whatever. <laughs> no, I I I, I like this. Uh, the idea of, of Ridley Scott doing a new the point sci-fi is project. He's doing sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. And and original sci-fi. <clears throat> that that gets me excited. Yep. That's good. I hey, yep. I mean for anything original these days, because with all these remakes being done. I mean, ugh. everything's based on everything else. I think the last original sci-fi movie I saw was Pandorum. Wasn't that original, but Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was it was decent. It yeah. was kind of the descent <clears throat> in space. Yeah. But that half of it wasn't as good as the other half that was actually very good. Okay. So okay. it was, a, it was a, a bad movie inside of a good one. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Let's see. Hey, if you were hoping to get another chance to follow the adventures of Dr. Helen Magnus and the Sanctuary crew, you're in luck because Sci-Fi has just renewed the series for a 13-episode fourth season. Sanctuary survives the Sci-Fi uh, massacre. And that's because that's universe. It's because it's cheap not. as hell to make, right? That's well, it's inexpensive to make, and also because, well, let's face it, that's more fantasy than sci-fi. I don't know a damn thing about this show. I what? like the show. What is Sanctuary about? Someone tell me. Anybody? Mutants. Sanctuary is about essentially, you know, all these historical creatures that you talk about have mythologies. Are, yeah, well, you know, like mermaids okay. and yeah. you know yetis and so forth. They're real creatures. Okay, and a lot of them are nearly extinct, and they have this the sanctuary system all over the the earth where they they can either you know by choice go and you know if they're sentient you know live out their lives um protecting themselves and others like them or if they're you know feral type creatures you know they essentially put them in a zoo-like environment so that they you know okay aren't completely dying off so it's it's i'm really oversimplifying it I'm not really doing it justice out there. I apologize, Sanctuary fans, because I do like the show. It seems that's like just an interesting the best premise. way I can do it without giving away too much of the, the overarching... Yeah. Save, know, save the centaurs. You know how Paul says the CG on V is bad? Well, isn't Sanctuary all CG? It's, it's pretty, pretty much all CG. It's, it's all pretty bad. It's a lot of green screen. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's pretty bad. I think it's very obvious. It's as bad as... Uh, remember Lex... 
Yeah. And I remember Lex gone. Yeah, Lex. it's like that. <laughs> wow. Thanks for bringing that <laughs> the up. The watered down version that we got here in the States where they like... They Emmanuel in space? The, yeah. Because uh, I, I caught some clips on the internet of like the, the one that, that appeared like in Canada and Europe. Okay. And wow, that thing is boobtastic. Really? You're talking like See? lots of nudity and orgies and all kinds of craziness and what I was like wow really? as bad as I thought <laughs> Barry has they a look of all intrigue of that, on his face which I, I think and I'm not saying that this would have made the show better but I, I think am. I think the fact that they hacked it to pieces for US audiences you got a lot of discontinuity in the story well plus they revealed all those important plot points while they were nude so right <laughs> just like in Caligula yeah I, I hate <laughs> Nanny Nation. <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> well, IBM has built the supercomputer that can defeat the sharpest, useless trivia masters at their own game. Damn! IBM's Watson isn't simply a positronic warehouse of information. No! Jeopardy, the TV show, requires that its players also interpret wordplay, process speech intonations, and put up with Alex Trebek's really bad jokes and horrible accents. Disci- disciplined masters Ken Jennings, who holds the record of the longest streak of wins on Jeopardy, and Brad Ruders, who won the most money, fought against Watson. And yet, in a practice round at IBM's headquarters, Watson beat them both. And now we'll see if the humans can reclaim their honor, because there will be a televised match in February with a million dollars on the line. Yeah, really? If IBM wins, one million dollars goes to charity. If one of the two humans wins, half the money goes to charity, half goes to their pockets. Well-deserved to defeat Watson. But can they beat Sean Connery? you have a computer that can audibly interpret wordplay and answer trivia questions. Wow. Yeah, we could have used him last night. Computer on the Enterprise. <laughs> oh, don't even talk. Wordplay, not spatial shit. But I don't oh, know what that fuck that was. Oh, okay. And colors. What was this with colors? It was man? the simplest puzzle. It was a ch- okay. Little background story. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off topic. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm done with this topic. Go. Chris is talking about the D and D game we played last night, where I introduced to my players a simple puzzle, and it is a simple puzzle. It's that puzzle where you put four different colored stones or whatever into four different colored slots, and you know, th- there is a solution. I don't remember there being slot no, colors no, on the slots. There were no colors on the slots. Well, you know what I mean. He's lying already, folks! Four different slots. And if you get one wrong, something you know bad happens. If you get something two wrong, something worse happens. Something three wrong, something terrible happens. If you get all four wrong, the monster pops out and fucking you, you eats you. Either that or you feel real magical. <laughs> Well, Which you, apparently, you, as defined by Barry, is you want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into the specifics. <laughs> but they'd already triggered the thing. So it was like nothing going on. It was, anyway, this, these were the worst puzzle solvers ever. <laughs> worst. The, the guys from like Ghost Hunters or one of those crappy shows could have figured this out <laughs> faster than this crew. <laughs> And I refuse to do intelligence checks to beat a puzzle. No, you got to figure it out. If you can't figure it out, fuck you. Um, so more puzzles in the future. <laughs> oh, good. So something, I can laugh at you leads further. me to believe, having not been there, that Barry's description of the puzzle was sorely lacking to the point that you guys couldn't figure out what the hell he was talking Once about. Once again, 80s Jeff displays dazzling intellectual perceptiveness. The puzzle was fine. You could have figured it out. It just took a little brain power. Pausing and saying, hmm, this is what we should do. Instead of just rotating things at random and making monsters appear. 
Yet, I should have put a, more monsters in there. You should have died for that, actually, a yet, lot of you. Yet the, the randomness did solve it, eventually, because yeah. mm-hmm. there was no real thought process in solving yeah, that well, puzzle. It's not it like just, there was any kind of actual... They just kind of hit upon it. It was like a blind game of Othello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. A deaf game of Simon. <laughs> but going back to Jeopardy, I just have one thing to say. Yes. Bugfutter! No, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank by you, the Sean. way, um, our friend uh, F. Andrew Taylor, a local journalist here in town, uh, pointed out to me that uh, uh, the, on the Jeopardy time thing, when we talked about it last time, um, actually they did have the rule that you couldn't win on and on forever. They ended that rule to see what would happen, boost ratings, and that's when Ken Jennings came along and ran away with it. So, okay. So it was the other way around. I got you. Know, you. Just Thanks for that correction. Throwing out that correction, Pre- No, I appreciate it. I used to know what I get wrong, which happens a lot. Director Aronofsky of the Fountain Pie Black Swan, you know him, he revealed that he's working on a Batman comic. A comic book project based on a script intended for film according to a recent interview he did for Close the Film. Aronofsky said the Batman comic hasn't officially been announced, and the story is being adapted from a script that's, quote, difficult to make. Quote, we're doing a comic version first and see what happens, unquote, Aronofsky said, indicating that a comic book would not necessarily dissuade him from pursuing a film version. So basically, he created a Batman film pet project, but because it's so difficult to film, he decided to turn it into a comic book instead. Wait, a comic book based on a film script? Based Up on is down, black is white. <laughs> There's nothing original in the world anymore. <laughs> so does that interest you? Darren Aronofsky, comic book Batman? You I, had me at yes. Aronofsky. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm so, intrigued by the story behind it. Let, let, let's ask the, the obvious then. Would Aronofsky be a good... Uh, person to take over once Nolan quits after the third? We'll find out because the comic book uh-huh. is basically just a series of storyboards. Weren't you and I just talking about this a couple days ago? About, about how the about two are close? They're, they're very, they have, not exactly the same, but they have similar styles yeah. and, they, and they tend to work on similar projects. I would say yes. I think, um, you know, I mean, obviously I would wait to see the film because, you know, as the Batman fan that I am, uh, I don't want to, you know, go into a film saying this is going to be the best film ever and then have it totally <laughs> jump the shark and go, ah, another crappy Batman film. Right. Because right now, you know, I'm kind of on cloud nine because we had two back-to-back really awesome what Batman films. I can't see the director of Pi doing a Batman and Robin or a Batman Well, no, I, I, like I said, yeah, but I, I also couldn't see like, the director of Memento doing it either. Yeah, But I, this is also the director of Black Swan. That's just true. You know, coming into touch with your dark side to succeed, and then a homosexual relationship with your greatest rival, or your boy wonder. (laughs) I'm just saying. saying. You're ruining Batman for me. You're ruining it. I'm just saying. Why must you ruin everything I love? Ruiner. Oh, wow. I think Black Swan is his Batman treaties. It's like, look, I can do Batman. Watch, see. Ah, it's the ass. He just doesn't say it publicly. Sneaky. Yeah. But yeah, I I would be cautiously optimistic if Darren Aronofsky was announced as the successor to Chris Nolan. Sure. I would be eagerly optimistic. And what would happen if, say, Paul W.S. Anderson said, yeah? 
All right. I, I would burn in effigy all of my Batman comics. I would email him nipple on I costume would, requests. I would do this in front of the Warner Brothers studios. How about, how about Paul Thomas Anderson? Who? <laughs> the guy did a Boogie Nights, Magnolia. There will be oh, blood. There it is. Oh. Batman standing in front of the mirror. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. <laughs> Pulls his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> to reveal his utility belt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a utility. <laughs> Red box. Yes. <laughs> That's what he exclaims when he looks in the mirror. No. Put some lotion on that. <laughs> Redbox, the company that operates the DVD rental vending machines across the U.S., reported a decline in sales. Oh, really? According to the fourth quarter financial report by its parent company, Coinstar. The company cited several reasons for the lower numbers. With <clears the most throat> Netflix. Prominently discussed reason being the new stipulation for movie studios that delay Redbox rentals of new DVDs until 28 days after they've been released. Essentially, this means that when a new movie gets released to DVD, you can buy it through retail stores, but you cannot rent it for almost a month. Also mentioned in the financial report, as were reasons people weren't renting as many movies from Redbox, was because the movies they wanted were unavailable due to people returning popular DVDs to different kiosks than they originally got the movie from. Dicks. The only thing that was missing from the report was the looming competition from streaming media, which has no doubt taken a huge bite out of their customer base. Netflix has some of the same 28-day rental restrictions as Redbox, but their subscription subscription base, as well as their stock price, is on the up. I never rented a movie from Redbox. I didn't know that you could return them in different... I didn't either, because yeah. I, I, I seem to remember the one time I did rent from Redbox, it said, please return to the same kiosk you rented from. We don't seem like Redbox people. Oh, no. Well, no. I mean, it's... We're pretty plugged in, you know? Okay, well, here's a question. All right, if Redbox, if it's unspoken that Redbox is also suffering from streaming media, blah, 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 uh why is it Netflix, which is on the rise? Because Because the streaming streaming media. More and more people are going to. Okay, so we're we're not talking about illegal pirating. No, no, no. no, no. no, no. Netflix recently started a streaming-only plan, so Uh, that you don't actually have to have the physical media mailed to you. Like an Xbox 360, right? Yeah, which, unfortunately, for, like, people like us that, that get these really obscure documentaries and so forth that unfortunately aren't probably ever going to be on streaming, you kind of have to have that that physical media mailed to you. So, I mean, I, I love the instant streaming. I wish there was more HD content. There's They're adding more all the time because, I mean, you know, anybody People that's ever been over here has seen how gorgeous pictures look on our TV in HD, so... Yeah. <laughs> and jealousy ensues. But, but they uh, don't have the titles. <laughs> they don't have the titles that we want on Redbox. You know? Yeah, well, well, yeah, they, they have a lot of new releases. And, I mean, it's it's a buck for 24 hours. I mean, you literally stick your dollar bill you, you, in. You can't go wrong. But, you know, you, well, actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. You have to have, like, a credit card because you can put your dollar bill in, but you have to swipe your card so that if you don't return it, Within 24 hours, then they charge you another dollar, and then for every 24 hours that you don't return it, it charges you another buck until I think you hit a certain point, and then they just let you. Just they they it. they send you a bill saying you bought it, type deal. So, well, there's your problem right there. Nobody's got credit cards anymore. I don't know about that. <sighs> <laughs> Icon Home Entertainment has announced the upcoming DVD release of Paranormal Activity: Tokyo Night. The officially sanctioned Japanese sequel to 2009's docu-horror Paranormal Activity. 
This direct-to-DVD sequel to Orrin Pell's horror hit will be released in the UK on March 7, 2011. Typically, it's been U.S. filmmakers who adapt Japanese horror films for American audiences, like what was done with The Ring and The Grudge. But for Paranormal Activity Tokyo Night, director uh, Taku... Here I go again. Say it. Tashi... Tashi... Kazu. Tashikazu has done the reverse with input from the original U.S. producers. That's cool. So now Japanese horror directors are taking American horror and translating it over. That says something good. And that's a first. That says something good about American horror. We know how to scare the shit out of each other. That's awesome. Well, occasionally. Let's face it. Paranormal Activity was a, a high mark in a fairly low horror year. Yeah. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams has a good sense of humor. Despite the news that Fox has moved, the Bad Robot produced a fringe television show from Thursdays to the new Friday night death slot. (laughs) Since the show is already rumored to be in danger of getting canceled, this kind of move could either be really good, you know, lower uh, expectations for ratings, or really bad, depending on how many fans migrate over. The first fringe episode to air on its new Friday time slot is entitled Firefly. (laughs) (laughs) also the name of Joss Whedon's short-lived Fox sci-fi series that held the very same time slot that's awesome (laughs) nice (laughs) I love did that on purpose (laughs) he did that on purpose that's our JJ he's a a smart man he just throws up his arm says bring it yep I see what you're doing I certainly hope it doesn't hurt that show but I every other show that I've ever liked that has done well in a certain time slot gotten moved to Fridays, done. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's a reason it's called the death slot. I mean, wow. hell, I mean, even shows that premiere on those Fridays at that time slot, mm-hmm. done. Yeah, bet there is Barry's Jurassic Park mammoth scenario for <laughs> TV shows. <laughs> what? You Send think it there to be killed. Well, I thought you meant we were going to clone old canceled TV shows and I was going to hunt them in the wild. I was wondering what you're talking about. In a loincloth. <laughs> Barry, stay with me. That right there is a pitch. Boy. That's good. Keep that. Really. Okay. But make sure your arc only goes for 10 episodes because this way when it's canceled you'll have completed the story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> NBC's comedy Community is planning an upcoming episode centered around the cast playing the role-playing <laughs> classic Dungeons and Dragons. What? Unlike last year's fan favorite paintball episode, though, the D&D episode won't go full tilt and have the cast running around the forest with swords or anything, creator Dan Harmon said. They're just sitting at a table playing, he told critics at a TCA press tour, quote, but it's stylized to make it interesting and people are going to like it a lot. I will watch that. Please let them dress in costumes while they're sitting at the table. That would be awesome. Yeah, that won't reflect on us at all. Yeah, because that's how D&D has always played. Let's hope they don't. No, you know what? Next time we play, you guys got to dress in costumes. That's fine. I will. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, Actually, will. wait. Yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Who do you think you're talking to over but here? But I won't dress as Gert. There you go. <laughs> Who will you dress as? Somebody with very, very little clothes. <laughs> Loincloth. We're not doing this. <laughs> and we're long not, man lady hair. We're not, do- we're, we're not doing this. <laughs> Hey, uh, audience, I have a quick D&D-related question for you. What do you do... <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. 
What do you do if you're playing D and D and your girlfriend is part of the group uh-huh. and she's a cheater? <laughs> what do you do? It's a good question. What do you do? Well, you know what? Uh, explain. Uh, what, what what happened? Well, well, okay. You know what? I think Kirsten ought to explain because I have a, you, I have, a, I have, I'm biased. Well, actually, that's true. Bear, poor Barry is biased. So, we uh, we went down a hallway and uh, uh, my character moved forward and heard heard a scream and then some chanting and I'm like trying to figure out okay do I open this door is it trap what do I do and Deb goes oh I know what's in this room and Barry's like you at first you didn't even know she knew right no I didn't yeah, know and, and Barry was like what what are you talking what and she goes well you kind of left your <laughs> scenario in the printer and so I read it and Barry's like you read it you what you you just, I can't believe, oh, is it still in the printer? She's like, yeah. And he goes trotting off to the, and man, he isn't, he's barely out of the kitchen when, when I think it was Paulette's like, so what's in the room? And Deb was like, well, there's a lady with long hair, and then there's this guy with long hair, and there are these two guys on ropes, and Barry comes running in. What are you doing? <laughs> I can't believe you. Well, that's your problem right there, Barry, is there was another girl who happens to be your girlfriend's friend, that asked her what's in the room. If one of these bozos had asked her, she probably would have said, well, wait till Barry gets back with the thing. I'd call bullshit she would do the same. Girlfriends do that kind of shit. Yeah, I've, that's I've not witnessed true, it I, many I, times. I might have been the guy to say what was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah, Jeff, she, she would have told us no matter who asked. She would have. It was so cool when Barry was giving her shit about that, and she's like, oh, come on, I haven't cheated all night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That entitles you to pudding. I think I said. That was a great line. I haven't cheated all night. I deserve pudding. Barry's going to be sleeping on the couch after this one. Whatever. I did. Just make something on the fly that's totally unexpected. It would be funny. That's why I have beholders in the monster manual. So you're aware. You know, Jeff, it would be funny that, you know, you talk about how D&D would kill your sex life. And in Barry's case, it's for a different reason. (laughs) (sighs) Fuck my life. You want to read something? Read about beholders. Do it again. See what I pull out next time. There's a gang of beholders that jumps you. Fight that. And their eyes are different colors and they rotate. And the way you rotate the eyes is the way you (laughs) you beholders. Oh my goodness. You know what the next puzzle is? Spelling your last name. That's what the next puzzle Ooh. is. Ooh. Oh, would you? Oh. Wow. I can't do it. Oh. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a card <laughs> from Barry. Most generous, kind friend sent me a card over the holidays, and it was the address. My address was correct, and it was uh, addressed to Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was like, how do I spell Kirsten's last name? I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> no last name. Do you, do you feel comfortable telling your last name so the people know? Oh, yeah. Sapansky. Okay, there it is. The problem is it's a Polish name. So it's got 11 letters, but only three vowels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. That's There's awesome. There's like Zs and thetas yep. in S-Z-C-Z. there. S, Z, C, Z. There's some there. mathematical symbols. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I like where this Move is going. Along. No, no. What else did Barry do? All right. He went. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he uh, he 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 
bungled the arithmetic for our um, yeah. experience points. Yes, yeah, so I got everyone. He started through. off saying, "You're all gonna level up tonight. This is there's just no way you're not." And then he remembered to divide by five or something. Some, some <laughs> dumb shit like that. I was like, "Oh, oops." Well, going back to James Bond. Ah, okay. Ah. Right. MGM has been finding ways to figure things out. And many other studios have been coming to them to help get these anticipated movies made. Warner Brothers stepped up big time, swallowing almost all the Hobbit financial needs. And now MGM is confident enough to give James Bond an official release date. At the moment, MGM has planned a production start for some time later this year. And the new James Bond movie will be released on November 9th. 2012. Even better for fans is the fact that both Craig and Sam Mendes, who was set to direct but also seemingly lost the, in the many, many delays, are set to do the movie. Woo-hoo. It's unknown who will handle the financial and distribution aspects of Bond 23 at the moment, but there are plenty of studios ready and willing to jump in and get involved if MGM hasn't righted the ship enough by then, which is why they were able to schedule a release date. So even though MGM don't have their financial ship right, other studios are coming in to take the brunt and I guess also take some of the profit. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So more, yeah. more Craig Bond. Yeah, Bond's on. His Bond. I didn't see Quantum of Solace. I have to go see that before I see that new one. I haven't seen any of the new ones. I, I enjoyed yeah. Quantum. Uh, I've heard people complain about it. I don't understand why. I, enjoy, I love Casino Royale. I enjoyed Quantum. Yeah. So. What's yeah. the complaint? Yeah. I liked it. I liked him. Too both. brutal. Uh, yeah, um, the story didn't make any sense. He's he. It, it's really funny because they basically described the uh, Did plot they ever see of a Bond Live and let movie. Die? Yeah. Well, the, the I guess Casino Royale uh, set a new standard. You haven't seen the new Casino, no, right? No, I haven't. It, it's a new standard. It's a new standard, Todd. It really does elevate the uh, storytelling and the execution of okay. a Bond film. And for I guess for some people, Quantum didn't meet that. All right. So. I see. Well, I, I've had a lot, a lot of people tell me that their chief complaint is that they say, well, Daniel Craig, just he just wasn't James Bond. I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, he wasn't sophisticated and he wasn't, you know, you know, a strategist and he wasn't this. And, you know, and he was very rough around the edges. I'm like, did you watch both movies? Because in the first movie, he's just starting out as an agent. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to be inexperienced, rough around the edges. So, please explain to me why... M is still M. Why Judy Dench is? Th- I don't. Because she's awesome. Because she's yeah, yeah and, and it's Hollywood. Awesome. So <clears throat> is it, I don't, I don't, I'm confused in the timeline. Are there a no, bunch of no guys that take the name no James Bond? There's it's, no timeline. James, it's just it's a reboot. Yeah, ja- but, but in, they in, keep in her. general, James Bond really isn't a timeline series. Exactly. Yeah. They're exactly. All there, there's standalones. no building on the previous. Episode. Oh, that was Although, the other thing. A lot of people tell me that he doesn't have any gadgets. He didn't have any cool gadgets yeah. in this one. It's like well, he didn't. He didn't in the he, books. Yeah, he. Didn't. I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's it, it, I I like it. I do like it. Uh, oh, and uh, just on a side note, M is called M because that's like the first letter of the name. Ah, is his name it starts so, with so, an M. So, so her name's Marilyn. M. It's not even like it's a, a title or anything like that. Oh, because I always thought it was a title. No, Marilyn McCoo. It actually uh, it actually mentions it in the books, mm-hmm. and he mentions it. I think it's in Quantum, because he discovers what her name is. And like, you never told me M stood for your... How did you get my information? You know. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, It's yeah. been a while since I've seen Go it. Go, Craig! More Bond! Yay. Yeah. Yay! Yay. And go see it, Todd. 
Okay. We own both those movies. Do. He just doesn't do. watch any of the things that we Dude, have At least here. Casino Royale. It is good. It yeah. is good. And I love Bond. I've always loved Bond. Mm-hmm. He's the one that got me interested in Bond. I mean, I always kind of had a passing fascination with it, but it wasn't until I met this fool that it's like, oh, now I've seen every movie like 20 times and, you know. Yeah. Anyway. I even have the role-playing game. Forgot yes, you do. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, speaking of gadgetry, I'm well, not really gadget, but this is actually kind of cool. In September, a uh, privately held and highly secretive U.S. biotech company named Jewel Unlimited received a patent for a proprietary organism, a genetically adapted E. coli bacterium that feeds solely on carbon dioxide and excretes liquid hydrocarbons, diesel fuel, jet fuel, and gasoline. This breakthrough technology, the company says, will deliver renewable supplies of liquid fossil fuel almost anywhere on the Earth in essentially unlimited quantity and at low energy cost equivalent of $30 a barrel of crude oil. It will deliver, the company says, quote, fossil fuels on demand. The Juul technology requires no feedstock, no corn, no wood, no garbage, no algae. Aside from hungry, gene-altered microorganism, it requires only carbon dioxide and sunshine to manufacture crude. And water, whether fresh, brackish, or salt. Nice. With carbon dioxide into organic compounds. Indeed, the company describes its manufacture of fossil fuels as artificial photosynthesis. Jewel acknowledges its reluctance to fully explain its solar converter. CEO Bill Sims told Biofuels Digest, an online biofuels news service, that secrecy has been essential for competitive reasons. Made of ground-up children. (laughs) Sometime soon, he said. Uh, what we are doing will become clear. Although astonishing in its assertions, Jewel gains credibility from its co-founder, George Church, the Harvard Medical School geneticist who helped initiate the Human Genome Project in 1984. That's exciting. That's huge. My when will we actually issue see with that. something from yeah, it, though? I, 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 I bet I'm on the same page as you. Go ahead. My only issue with that is that I think that it continues yep. to proliferate our dependence. There you go. Or our... our usage of combustible materials yes it's yeah. it's it, and, our only hope of ending that fucking cycle is running out of the shit yeah. in 50 years <laughs> and here they are saying we're gonna make it forever man and it's, it's like fuck that's awful <laughs> that is awful it's a pretty terrible stopgap it's uh yeah i mean i mean it from a purely technical perspective, it is yeah, incredibly it is, exciting. No, it's, it's, it's it really is fascinating cool. from a scientific standpoint. Now, you, you just from get, a long-term... Those yeah. bastards better eat a lot of carbon dioxide because yeah. there's, we're going to have a shitload of it now. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll sprinkle it in the, in the clouds and oh, it rains freaking petroleum products. Yeah, that solves us. our problem, oh, folks. Great. Look, the earth is clean. <laughs> give, a, give a hoot. Plant a tree. Oh, Jesus. It's like a, it's like a perpetual motion device. It's like... It's like <laughs> the carbon dioxide goes up into the air. The E. coli eat the carbon dioxide and rain gasoline. <laughs> Great. They invent this and they can't devote a few bucks to a taco tree. Seriously. Oh, a choco taco tree? No, a taco tree. One thing at a time. Oh, I'm Science sorry. takes time. You know. Maybe yeah, if they make a choco taco pizza, you could get it all done at once. Oh my god! Now you're just a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the works, man. <laughs> I know you're digesting it right now, dude. I know. <laughs> oh, choco taco! You're now, the if that, if that bacterium gets in the ocean. Does it like create a golf spill? Uh, spill worse than the golf? 
Yeah, what yeah, happens right. then? Just containment yeah. will be important. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah. It's now technically you contain bacteria that just needs air and water. Yeah. And carbon dioxide. It'll depend on whether they've also <laughs> written into its proprietary genetic code a, uh, a um, life cycle cycle five year lifespan that that doesn't include like you know reproduction they won't you know they won't i know they do in some that's mean and it's in some movies i know they won't you gotta give them reproduction that's just don't cut don't chop off their bacterial nuts come on q don't fear the reaper (laughs) (laughs) all this bacterial steer running around that was my tribute to Stephen king yes and it was a fine one i admit (laughs) okay for those for those of you out there that haven't seen it not lost on me that was great (laughs) which probably our younger crowd hasn't seen it because shame it's been what hasn't it been almost 20 years since that was out the TV show, the, the TV, the the TV miniseries. No, no. I, I swear to God, it was Can't like early nineties. Can't be. Don't do this to like, me. Right after high school. Shit, you're right. God damn you. Is that a gray hair I see on your head? That's top? seven, dude. We have a. Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> we both have them. And uh, going now, we're going to Caligula. Went from James Bond. Yay! We're going back to Caligula. <laughs> a man was recently arrested while trying to steal a statue of Emperor Caligula. What? <gasps> The would-be thief led the Italian police to a previously unknown tomb that might just be the final resting place of Rome's craziest emperor. Really? Experts are fairly certain that the statue depicted Caligula because of its distinctive Caligae boots, the type of military footwear that the emperor had a fondness for. Caligula was assassinated and his monuments largely destroyed by the popular groundswell against him. That's left archaeologists precious little material evidence to work with, which is why the possible discovery of Caligula's lost tomb is such a big deal. The archaeological squad of the Italian tax police arrested the suspect as he was trying to load the eight-foot statue into a truck (laughs) near the shores of Lake Nemi, a small body of water about 20 miles from Rome. Caligula was known to have built extensively in the area, including an imperial villa, and just because he could, a floating temple and floating palace. It's important to stress that there is no hard evidence yet that this newly discovered tomb is connected to Caligula, but there's a decent amount of circumstantial evidence that suggests a link. Excavations are due to start immediately, so we should soon learn the truth in the near future. Awesome. That's neat. Screw cloning a woolly mammoth. Wow. (laughs) Let's clone Caligula. It's science day here in... Man. Science. Related history note, I just literally learned this today watching uh, TV. The number one illegally traded item in the world market is drugs. The number two illegally traded item in the world market is weapons. The number three illegally traded item in the world market, ancient antiquities. That surprised me in the least. Six to seven Billion dollars wow. a year. This, Crazy. this one archaeologist estimated. Oh, wrong I believe that because uh, I and and the the problem is that most of these people that would buy them are very private collectors, mm. and no one besides them and maybe a few select friends would ever see it. So it's very it's it's much more difficult yeah. once they've been sold. Once they're in somebody's you know collection for these you know uh, artifact police to be able to track them down. Yeah, yeah. I saw a thing on on uh, I think it was History Channel. Number three. I didn't and know that it was number three, but we, I, I we knew that it was in the a wrong multi-billion dollar a year. Yeah, yeah. The nerd news business. We I could have given you. We that. should be selling, you know, drugs. 
<laughs> we could sell nerd artifacts like this original couch. tabletop. <laughs> You know, video games and stuff. Well, the couch, yeah. <laughs> yes. Everything in the, on these walls? Yeah, okay. And finally, the first major difference between Mark Webb's Spider-Man reboot and the Tobey Maguire series has been confirmed. Andrew Garfield won't develop the power to shoot webs organically. He'll have to build the old-school web shooters. Nice. Yay! When the first ever image of Webb's Spider-Man was released, a handful of eagle-eyed commentators noticed what appeared to be web shooters attached to Garfield's gloves. This is an important discovery, since the web fluid that shot out of Peter Parker's arms in the Raimi movies was just one of the changes caused by the spider bite. But in the comics, Parker creates his little shooters on his own. In an interview with MTV, Emma Stone, who plays Gwen Stacy, confirmed the presence of the web shooters. So there there you go. More more reasons to like the reboot. Mm, I, I get more comfortable with it as more news comes out. <clears throat> I kind of like to the organic. Because, I mean, why would you have all of the powers of a spider and not be able to spin your own web? Well, it was yeah, just all anyway. the powers. What was it? Just the strength and the, the ability to, to strength. Climb. You can climb walls. You can eat your yeah. young. Yeah, but don't it does, the spider sense. Spider Where sense. does the, doesn't aren't the spinnerets like in the spider's ass or something? See, that's what it should be. You know, should you be really want his Peter butt. Parker? Do you really want? Yes, that? I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, well, I'm not talking to you. Oh, I was talking okay. to you. I know your well, answer. <laughs> I was at Comic Con. Uh, and I did uh, see, see butt shooters. No, I was I was listening to Stan Lee speak, and somebody asked him about um, the web shooters versus uh, the new movies having him genetic. And he's like, I just never thought about it back then. It's like, but I think it's a fine idea. Sure. He yeah. says it makes total sense if he's taken on all the ability, other abilities of a spider. Why not be able to spin silk? <sighs> What's his inner physiology? Where's that web stuff kept? It's supposed to be like in his. It's in his butt. I mean, it's in a gland on a spider. I I mean, why not? Well enough to have. I think it's a binary gland. Lots of fiber. Lots of fiber. Silk. If you really want to go that far, you could do it yourself. You don't need a spider bite. I am not shooting silk. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep experimenting. I think in a spider, it's a binary fluid gland that when the two fluids um, interact, it turns into the the silk. That's what the spinnerets do. Mix it and. So I mean, it would make sense. Which, by the way, is the strongest steel? Yeah, just like yeah. Superman's hair. I think I know what those yeah. two things yeah. are. So, Pizza. Um, uh, yeah, a comic... <laughs> and Choco, Choco Tacos. A, a comic friend of mine did point out, I have to say with a little bit of justice, he said, it solves a problem for me, the organic shooters. Because he was like, here's Peter Parker, and oh my God, I need money. I'm going to do this w- wacky wrestling thing and all that. And then he invents this web shooters it's like <laughs> invent something peter and sell that and and become rich you right know? so so okay but still i like going are, are you saying going. the old marvel characters are flawed in some way well that's what made them great because they all had flaws They're fraught with flaws yeah. <laughs> from comic to comic flaws. absolutely oh, 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 pissed off some fanboys oh, with that one piss on your soundboard mm. you click on the comments right below this web, this this webcast thank you Jeff DC <laughs> was address all comments to Master Torgo <laughs> and that can only bring us to the big list big list big list mm-hmm. yes yes big yes shit. All right, this this oh, is a little less I put together fit. when I found out this thing existed. I, I I'm I'm going to explore this more and find more. This is uh, Wikipedia, deleted articles with freaky titles. 
Okay. These are articles that actually really existed on Wikipedia, which have been deleted. Very Rob's hair. Wikipedia actually holds a a set of these on their website if in case you ever want to see they what they've been deleted they oh do wow store. i wonder if the ugly couch okay. show has a wikipedia page we should no, make i don't it. think get on that barry yeah yeah <laughs> oh right. yeah now these are nowhere <laughs> near all guy. this list is long all right these are just some that I, I picked out personally so if you will take your minds into wikipedia and look up these articles with me and try to figure out what these articles could be because i have no freaking clue on some of these here we go Fictional characters with an unfortunate tendency to spontaneously transform into monstrous creatures. Lycanthropy? Like <laughs> yeah. Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. No, well, he was a monstrous person. Was he a creature? Uh, yeah, is, that, is that what they're talking about? Was yeah. that, is, that is the, the Wikipedia uh, the article title. Yeah, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Oh, werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. Werewolf. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Lists of differences between apples and oranges. <laughs> really? Why? Right, now you're just comparing apples and <laughs> oranges. oranges. Yeah, thank you for taking the obvious joke. But Low hanging fruit. List of tennis players who appeared on the David Letterman show in 1995. What the? What? Who okay. needs to complain? Jeez, I wonder what that, that list is. <laughs> wow. Kornikova, that's probably the only one on that list. That's <laughs> a little too new. <laughs> they probably just made a list. It was like two. Two or three long, and they said, this isn't worth an article. <laughs> <laughs> Why I want to be the king of Australia. Really? That was an actual article on Wikipedia before they found and deleted it. Because I'm a king. Awesome. <laughs> and it has Aussie chicks in my kingdom. The a la kitten controversy. The whoa, what? what? A la kitten. A la dash kitten controversy. Was there a controversy? I'm not aware of this controversy. I was hoping you guys would know. Maybe it's just two people got married. One was Allah, the other was Kitten. Ah, yeah. and because of religious differences. Maybe. Who knows? Parents just, bam, headbutt. Headbutt. Oh, yeah. it's Allah, A-L-L-A-H? Yeah. Allah, Muslim. Yeah. The Allah Kitten. The Allah Kitten controversy. Maybe someone saw a picture of Allah on the side of a kitten. Or somebody told a Muslim kid, every time you masturbate, Allah <laughs> kills a kid. <laughs> 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 Article, Attack of the 50-Foot Hitler. <laughs> what? What? That's not a movie? Wasn't that a movie? <laughs> you know what? I think that was, that was a student film that never got made. <laughs> and it should have been. That's actually yeah, kind God, of... I, I, would, I would watch that film. <laughs> Article, Bacon Armageddon. Ooh. Go ahead. Is Give that it the to death me. of Give all bacon or is it death due to bacon? Buy bacon. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know what it is, but I'm interested in it. Whatever it could be, could maybe, it be maybe a book? Maybe it's the bacon jelly beans. Maybe that's what's oh, the movie. God, those things are bacon awful. beans. That's that is Armageddon right there. <laughs> it was probably something that someone saw made on uh, this is why you're fat dot com. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, article: Beans for books. Charity <laughs> organization, maybe. Turning your beans and get books for kids. <laughs> Don't need a can of beans. We'll give a kid a book. <laughs> like, is that a like shitty Rowan book, Atkinson but... kind of? Oh my god! Mr. Beans for books. <laughs> there, there you go, <laughs> Mr. Bean. Yay. Boris the Talking Puffin. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> the article about Boris the Talking Puffin. What's a puffin? Yeah, what is it? A, a puffin is a kind of a that that cute fat penguin. It's a with the with the maybe. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. 
Still, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> David Rader recovers his senses. Oh, one of my personal favorites article. Bob Dole Memorial Ocean. <laughs> Ocean? You know, we're only getting a few of those. We can't go throw them out and name them for people. That sounds like something you get from, like, apples to apples when people are laid down. Bob Dole says, name an ocean after me after I die. <laughs> yeah, the Dead Sea. How we about only that? Have oh! Dave Raider. Dead Sea. Not an ocean. <laughs> Wow, that's not according to Bob Dole. Actually, <laughs> you know it. I know for it. Bob the American Dole people know it. Day. Wow, I, I was living in Kansas at the time. He was from Kansas. Oh, everybody so you had everybody to, yeah. in Kansas was like, "Oh, I'm from Bob Dole." That's nowhere near an ocean. <laughs> Before I gained my senses, <laughs> it's nowhere near an ocean. That just boggles the mind. Uh, I keep, you're telling me. Article: Bucocracy. <laughs> oh, God. Boo, boo what? what? I'm surprised Barry doesn't own that website. Yeah, really. <laughs> Bukocracy? As in Bukaki. Oh. 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 You two. What the... Oh. And, and if you don't know what that is, listener, uh, I'm not telling you. Look <laughs> it up yourself. Google it and don't do it at work. And Barry at UglyCouchShow.com. don't do it in front of your parents. I'll tell you what Bukaki is. I'll send you pictures. Turn the safe search off and Google it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wikipedia article, Christian Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. As he pins him, he's like, Jesus loves you. I know. <laughs> Does that exist somewhere, I wonder? Uh, probably. Someone's mind. Article. Cookies that talk and drive cars in the lakes and don't listen to their mothers because they don't care. Wow, it takes me back to SNL of the early 90s. Toots and the Toots and driving yeah. cat. The cat who could drive a car. But this is a cookie, and Tootsie didn't have a mom. <laughs> this was an article someone wrote. That's awesome. I don't this read that article. From a, cookie, a what that are someone you doing? It's like, oh, I got an article. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> someone started the article, and they said, you know, and then I can't find sober. any of these. So that's it. Okay, there's the a list of zero. The off. <laughs> no, this is, we should totally <laughs> write this Wikipedia page, dude. Either that or maybe Paul gets more uh, internet time on the boat than he's let on. <laughs> oh, boy. Article, dying with your pants off. <laughs> I can only... Oh, I was going to say, that's exactly how Barry's going to go. Only... <laughs> no, that's where they're going to find that Caligula tomb. Uh, <laughs> what are Barry's pants doing? <laughs> Why are his looking legs sticking out from the bathroom? Uh, holy shit. <laughs> Dying with your pants off. In what situation would you die with your pants off? I, I need to write countless. an article about it. Hey, however <laughs> I go, this is going to be... King. That's, yes. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. All right, there you mm. go. Famous people who died with their pants off the king. Article. El Bastard comes to town. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Article. Emily's famous nacho recipe. What, 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 what okay. is it? Is that under bucocracy? Two for Dave Raider tonight, folks. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> the winner, it's you. <laughs> There's your title right there. Article. Everyone has to like cheese or I will kill them in their sleep and they will die. <laughs> Define 
and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Can I a can? Good lord. That's not an article, that's a threat. Yeah, right. <laughs> a very well-worded promise. <laughs> that has Barry written all over it. <laughs> it's like when he serves us dinner, when he makes dinner for us, and he's like, everyone better like cheese or I'm going to kill them in their sleep. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what I'm going to say the next time I make dinner for anyone. There you go. Farting in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they meant farthing. <laughs> what could that possibly have contained? <laughs> maybe, that's how, maybe that's how they cured the potato famine. Are there maybe maybe that's a travel what? log? Are, are there differences? Travel log. Does you... that come after the fart? Please come on! Come on! I'm sure different dietary, you know. It, you know, compositions. Don't will, break it down. Don't your... break it down. Just leave <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm just gonna That's let the it problem. Go. It doesn't break down. <laughs> it just diffuses. Oh, the scat humor <laughs> just rolls. Hey, I'm substituting for Paul. That's true. The gas fart. Article: Fatty, fatty, boom, boom. They're speaking of Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> okay, that's convincing evidence that these are his fucking articles. <laughs> it gets boring. He probably also wrote the bucocracy one. <laughs> I dare you to call him that when he comes back. All right, Patty, Patty, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Article. I'll do it. <laughs> Five pound electron. Five pound electron? <laughs> wow. That doesn't even make any sense. That sounds like a band. <laughs> Maybe it, it was. probably was. Maybe then it was. Maybe and then the article got deleted. Goat surfing. Okay. Now, are the goats surfing, or do you surf the goat? Hey. Yeah, that was what I was yeah. going to ask. And I didn't go there, so fuck all of you. <laughs> uh, article: Gotta believe in pumpkins. It's true. They Don't exist. stop believing in pumpkins. Article, Guide to Blowing Your Nose and Getting Dressed. Do what? I know how to how do, do both those, those things. How do those even go together? <laughs> I know how to do both those things at the same time. Why do I need a guide? Not two left. Article, I ate a cookie. <laughs> oh, God. That's just... Damn LOL cats. Yeah, that's a low cats. Thing. And finally, article, Honey, we disemboweled... <laughs> we disemboweled Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the that, that was, was from the vacation. unmade <laughs> sequel to the sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Honey I Blew Up the Baby, Honey I This Bowed Grandma. No one knew about Maybe that. Maybe it was the never yeah. made uh, Europe uh, National Lampoon's Vacation Aunt Edna sequel. Yeah. Aunt Edna. Whew. And and wow. there's there's more. There's so many more. Wow. And I'm sure there'll be more of these because this was damn fun. <clears throat> We should post a link to that. But what there isn't more of is Geek Shock. But if you got something to bring up, write to us, comments at uglycouchshow.com, or in that comments section right under where it says Geek Shock in this episode. Hi, there it is. Yeah. And watch The Ugly Couch Show, because we are now back on an episode schedule, and more of those to come, because we know you love them. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Varg. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And the future founder of Bukocracy. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Wow, how would you? Is there an election process? How do you uh, vote? No. Bureaucrats? <laughs> you don't want to know. Get, a, get appointed and then you never leave. I'm going right to the internet to see if Bukocracy.com is available. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh yeah. How is it spelled? Buk. How do you think it's, it's spelled? It's his favorite subject matter. Please be, please be available. 
Please be available. Please be available. Search faster! <laughs> Search faster! It's available! Oh, do I do it?